we each live in the shadow of a personal apocalypse. Hello there, welcome back to Escape from Precinct 13. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about The Omega Man from 1971, starring Charlton Heston. So this will be a a retro review, Uh, it's somewhat of a cult classic. It is based off the book I Am Legend, which is not the first movie to be based off that book uh, there has been The Last Man on Earth starring Vincent Price uh, from 1964 I believe this one uh, Omega Man and I Am Legend which everyone really knows uh, starring Will Smith so yeah basically just, first off I'll talk about how I got into the how I was interested got interested in this movie and my take on it I'll give sort of a rundown, not scene by scene, but like movie, the movie as it goes, plays out, uh, what my views are on it today and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I got uh, I got into this movie um, through I don't know, I think I was just browsing on Instagram one day, and then uh, and I just came sort of across uh, someone was watching it, and uh, I'd seen it before. I'm sure it's been remade with Mark Dacoscus, but I don't think it was called The Omega Man. It might have been. Or I Am Omega. Oh, that was it. I Am Omega. No, that rings a bell. Obviously, when these... It's not even a B-movie. Like a cheap, shitty D-movie. But, anyways. Yeah, uh, I, I Am Legend. I do want it. It's it's alright. I do much prefer the the darker side of things like that. Um, like, I don't know. I Am Legend, it seems to be the basis of... Uh, mindless zombies again it kind of looks like World War Z which is not what I Am Legend is really about uh, I Am Legend the book I've read the graph novel I haven't read the book but that is based on an actual society vampires the the intelligent the talk they obviously only come out at night and the lead obviously is Robert Neville uh, played by Charlton Heston but in the book he's he is the last man on earth. And what you see, the differences is between the book and the film is that I'm Legend, he's sort of like, they're just trying to, are they eating him? Are they trying to eat him? Sort of thing, his food. But in the book, like they see him as like the last threat to their race, their species, what you will. And it just makes for a better film, but I prefer it, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's more intelligent, I think. I think when you've got that kind of antagonist that can go with the hero toe to toe and outthink them and be smart and not always about strength I think that is a lot satisfa- more satisfying than what I Am Legend did and then they were talking about making a sequel I Am Legend which I'm glad they haven't never went through that but anyways the Omega Man uh, starts off opens up with a very very empty and eerie where is it? I can't remember where it is now it's it's in America, but it's I don't think it's LA. Possibly. But he starts off. It, this movie, though, it instantly, you load it up, and it starts. And literally, you see Charlton Heston 
driving around in his down no down top car. Was that what you say? Anyways, it's like a Cadillac. That's and he's just listening to the radio. Um, you realise like there's no one around. It's pretty dead and like vacant. I mean, back then uh, to do a, a scene like that, I mean, with absolutely no one around in a major American city, I would have guessed that it would have been some undertaking. It's easier now because you got obviously special effects um, post production where you just take out the people walking around. So he's driving around, he's empty city. You sort of get this feeling where he's trying not to think about it too much, he's just driving around passing the day. Because that's what starts to set in later on, you realise the monotonous of just being by yourself and just trying to keep yourself from going mad, I suppose. But he just gets on with his day to day life, he runs errands for himself. He does shopping and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But at one point he's driving around and he sees like a shadowy figure at the window and he's shooting. And this is during the day. And then he just he rolls up to a cinema. And the cinema, it's movie theatre for American. And it's showing Woodstock. So he goes in and he powers up the generator. And he ends up watching Woodstock. I'm not quite sure of the year. And then he's sitting there and he soon, it soon becomes apparent that he's watch this Woodstock movie time after time after time. So yeah, it becomes apparent that he's seen this movie countless times as he starts to speak the lines back to himself out loud that are the characters on the screen are currently saying. So he, he comes out there and then he realises that he's lost track of the time and then he's, he's getting a bit worried that Obviously, when nighttime hits, it's shit hits the fan, sort of thing. He even says out loud. There's a lot of him talking to himself as well, out loud. Which I kind of think you would do in that situation. It's sort of to, if you're not interacting with anyone, you're not going to use your voice. And then you kind of. I don't know. Everyone talks to themselves. Like, not obviously not have a full conversation. Which is kind of weird because it sounds like what I'm doing now. It's just that in a situation like that, I think you do what you can to sort of not go mad. Keep yourself, you know, sane as best you can. So he's panicking. He's like, oh shit, uh, it's almost dark soon. And then loads of phones in the city start ringing. Pay phones and all that stuff. And the panic in his face and... He just thinks he's being taunted, but only all it is is his mind. He ends up shouting, there's no phone ringing, and then it stops. One thing I like to point out, and it's not just one scene, there's a, about three or four scenes, and not just Charlton Heston's character. There's a character called Lisa, who he encounters later on, which I'll get to. But they seem to look at calendars, and I think and they just sort of like stare at them for like a few seconds. And I think that's got to do with, like, time, how much time's passed. Obviously, they're not new calendars, because he's not going, oh, I'll change his calendar, and no one's making them, but they've lost, he's probably lost all sense of time, and yeah, and it's kind of stuff like that. It's like, how long has this been going on for? And they'd never, in the, in the novel, they are classed as vampires. In this, the the more... More like a cult, sort of like, um, like a, I don't know how you describe them. They don't want to eat him. 
they're not vampires. I mean, for the time, the special effects and stuff were probably good. But now they look a little bit dated, but they've got the um, the contact lenses in. They've got the grey skin, and they're sensitive to the light. Um, so you also find out that he was a colonel in like the armed forces. He was a doctor, doctor slash Colonel Robert Neville. Uh, and this this virus come about. It was um, well they say germ warfare. We use know as bio warfare now. Um, it's kind of like you gotta remember as well. Nineteen seventy one, the Cold War was still like at a half point. Pardon the pun. And stuff like that was. Practically an everyday thing. Um, Freedom to use, you know, like, I mean, you've seen no anthrax, that type of stuff. But this this was apparently just killing people within seconds. People were choking and dying, and then some of them were turning into the these people. Sort of evolved. So when he gets, eventually, goes back to his apartment, which is like, he's got, uh, heavily fortified it's like a five story building and just as he's about to go into his like his uh, parking bay because it's not a garage it's sort of like underground the these the, the family they're called the two of them jump out of a window to grab him onto his car and set fire around it so to try and get him so he ends up flying into the bay there's another va- um, family member follows him and he just, he's always carrying a machine gun, a pistol on his hip and a knife. And he just, machine guns are two, two of them and machine guns the other one while another one escapes. And they basically just shuts the door and the rest of the family outside. And they talk about how, you know, he's, he's too much relying on tech and the one gone because he's the last. And basically they, they think he's just uh, a threat to them. And they... they so he's goes up into his uh, his apartment. And it's a bit like this is a bit where it's a bit like I am Legend. Will Smith's talking to mannequins, but he's got sort of this bust. I think it's of Caesar. He's got like a colonel's hat on it. He's playing chess essentially, but he's talking to the guy. <laughs> the guy was not a guy, but you know what I mean. And he's calling them a bastard and saying, "Oh, he used to be a happy son of a bitch." Yeah bastard and stuff like that and he always has the windows open on the on this floor on the fifth floor and he goes out and they're just taunting him just like calling Neville Neville they're all you know you can imagine if you're the last person on earth you think you are and you've got a people every night trying to get you in the just shouting out the window taunting you and there's numbers great numbers of them and just won't leave you alone you're bound to be Fucking sick to your life, terrified, just at wit's end. So, anyways, the family it cuts to the family talking outside, and they come along with like this fucking <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where the fuck this comes from, but come along with like a old catapult and they're throwing uh, the launching, sorry, just balls, flames, and it's kind of like he won't use technology, but he'll use that old ass piece of shit so they start flinging them at the window one lands and eventually Neville says had enough he picks up this sniper rifle that he's had right at the door 
but he's got this weird big red fucking light attached to it. Uh, on some of the covers of the DVDs and even the Blu-ray, he's got this big giant fucking light thing on top of his guns. I don't know why he's obsessed with them. But this light's giant red. And it's meant to be infrared, so he looks through it in the dark. And it even cuts, like the camera cuts, and you see what he apparently sees. And it's red, and you can barely fucking see the pupil he's aiming at. It's like, what the fuck? As far as absolutely horrendous, it's like a giant, oh, like a, like a giant fucking torch attached to uh, the gun. I Google it, I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, I just didn't, I didn't get that. Uh, I thought that was a bit fucking stupid. He did shoot them, and then they shot a couple of them, and they fucked off and licked the wounds and fighting another day. So he just he ends up just travelling out, having a look for. Anything really, um, just like I say once again, keep yourself from going mad. Just drives around, and he ends up seeing someone, but he's not sure if he's going mad or it is actually another survivor. So he ends up obviously chasing, looking around, but he's, he's still he's still talking to himself, uh, and he ends up getting captured by the family. He he thinks he's been tricked. Well, you let to believe that that this person was the part of the family, but. You'll get. I'll get to that later on. Oh, uh, just let me note out. There is, there's a lot of matte painting shots in this, and still shots, which I f- kind of thought was weird. There's, the certain, um, the certain shots, and then you can tell it's stiff. No one's moving, and it's like, well, why is that just a matte painting? Like, why? And some of it is literally just. Showing you, it's show, one of the examples is it's showing you the effects of like the germs, what have had the germs that have had the effect on people. It's literally a man and woman dead at their TV, watching the news, but you can just see from behind that it, it's a still photo, and then it flips to the front and it's not a still photo. It cuts back to normal footage, and so like that. So like, just a little nitpick there, just. Couple of things like that um, pulls out the film. So when obviously, well, not obviously, Neville's been captured at this point, and he's talking to the leader of the family, played by Anthony Zerb. If you're not familiar with Anthony Zerb, two films that I know him from. Uh, he's in License to Kill. He plays uh, is it Max Wavecrest, I think, or he owns the company Wavecrest. On license to kill, he's the. He, he doesn't really have a dodgy. You know, a dodgy, like a weird. Weird eye. It looks like sleepy or something. And he's in Star Trek Insurrection. He plays an admiral. I can't remember the character's name. But he's a leader. And he's called Math- Matthias. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, he's a leader. So once he's captured, the. Sort of ridicule him, tell him, you know, just... Basically, they do what most films do in stories. They taunt the hero and just basically make him look silly. They just keep mentioning, you know, how his time's coming to an end and where the future... And he tells them why didn't he ever try and find a cure. But they believe, you know, that there isn't... They don't need a cure because this is the next stage in the evolution, so to speak. And then what follows 
is uh, after a bit of back and forth between them and they've gone and captured. They end up, it's a really weird scene, it's, uh, they end up putting a dunce hat on Charlton Heston and then kind of marching him through this little street whilst just throwing random, random crap at him. Like you in back in the Middle Ages. It's really fucking odd. And I'm kind of thinking, well, if they think they're, they're the superior species now, it's a bit of a backward thing to go. They are intelligent in some ways, and then other ways you just think, well, that kind of doesn't work, if that's what you're going for. So anyways, I take them to a stadium. I think it's an American football stadium. They're going to set fire to them, burn them. We've had enough of your shit. Neville, I'm going to burn the fuck out of you. And that'll be the end of you. Obviously the film, you know, that's not a fucking end. So, and this is in darkness, by the way, because they're sensitive to light. So he's about to get burned alive, and the stadium lights come on. Big floodlights. And they're all ah, distorted and run around. They cannot see. One of them nearly sets light to Charm Heston. He kicks it away. And then a guy runs over with a pistol while they're all dazed and confused. He cuts Charm Heston free. Him and Heston run some some part of the stadium and goes in a room. And in there is Lisa, the woman I mentioned earlier. And Lisa is the woman he's seen earlier on. And then he got captured. So now Robert is kind of not dazed and confused. He's kind of just a bit like his adrenaline's going. And he first tries to disarm Lisa, who, by the way, is a product of her time. She's literally something out of like a black exploitation film. Calling them a mother and this type of stuff. And it's just... I did chuckle, but... You definitely tell it was the seventies. So yes, they they end up escaping on a motorbike. She's on the back, and they take, and they go. They end up going to meet the other guy that saved him, who's called Dutch. And they have this little place just outside the city, which I think is just them two, Dutch and Lisa, the two adults, and they've just got like. Maybe he's about eight, eight, between eight and ten children that they look after. Now, this infection, everyone's infected. But Neville, going back to an earlier scene, that I didn't mention before, it shows him in a flashback. He's in a helicopter and he's going to, I believe he's going to go to a hospital and administer, administer this cure that he was testing. Well, the helicopter crashes because the pilot ends up getting the sickness then Neville starts getting it but I don't know how anyone survives a helicopter crash because it literally slams into the ground balls of flame explodes and Neville's just covered in blood lying there manages to crawl over and get the vial with the uh, the antidote in and he must crawl about at least 10 metres to do this. And I'm just thinking, uh, well, you know, um, it's a bit odd, but okay. So he injects himself, and then he becomes immune. 
which every if you find out that everyone has it and everyone is just different stages of getting it. So it ends up um getting very friendly with Lisa. Oh, another thing I wanna point out. This movie is a PG. I uh, I've mentioned before I've got the Blu ray. It's definitely got PG on it. But there's about five or six times he mentions well says the word bastard. Uh, there's full not full from nudity, but you see the character Lisa's um boobs like three times and it's not even just like a side shot off it's like full frontal which is getting changed and she's trying on new clothes when she goes out later on like looking for shopping and stuff and in neville's building she's like after they've just had sex she's sitting there and i'm and i, I wrapped my brains i was like I, I couldn't remember this i think this why is this a pg and even even the society themselves, they'd be classed as sort of monsters, like horror. Uh, I mean, especially that period. But even still, I mean, you can't get away with a PG showing nudity like that. Uh, very odd. And when Neville's killing them, they, you do see blood actually pouring out of them. You know the blood looks shit, it looks purple. But you do see it when he shoots them. You see blood absolutely pouring out of the bullet holes. So for a PG, I mean, I think it's kind of brutal. If I'm honest, I don't think that's the right classification. Not that I'm a stickler for classification, mind you. I was watching Robocop when I was about six or seven. But there you go. So yes, they end up going back to the apartment. Well, one of the kids is obviously he's just about to come to the virus so Neville has a go he's got a bit of inspiration now people are alive he's got a bit of hope back so he decides that I'll give it a go make another um, cure so they take the the kid with them uh, I think Dutch Lisa the kid go to Neville's apartment and Dutch leaves so it's Lisa the kid and Neville and you know Neville gives the uh, vaccine and they just, just give it a couple of days but yeah so um, Neville and Lisa end up just talking amongst themselves like we'll go and have a meal and almost you know, just talk and stuff, and outside, it could stay outside, and the family are lurking around, as usual, at time of night, so, the f um, they're about to sit down, have a meal, and then the generator cuts out, so Neville starts panicking, as he thinks, oh no, the family will get in downstairs, in the downstairs garage, and I'll have to go and sort it out. So it's his own fault. It's not. The family haven't cut the generator. It's just Neville taking his eye off the ball. 
So Neville happens up having to go down the elevator shaft four floors and climbing down. <clears throat> You'd think there was going to be someone in there, but there's not. He ends up trying to fix the generator. And while this is going on, Matthias's right-hand man ends up climbing up this side of the building. He's got a like a hook on a bit of rope. And he's got a pistol. Which, again, I thought, well, I thought you were against technology, but you use a fucking gun, because now you're really sick of Neville. So you see him, he throws up, throws up the grappling hook, and Lisa's in, Lisa's, like, she's a bit dubious, she's got Neville's uh, machine gun, and she just keeps looking, she's more concerned about the lift, the elevator. She just she keeps turning around to the window, you know, that open window I mentioned earlier. Well, that's how he's going to climb in. So, kind of, she keeps looking, looking back. And then Neville ends up fixing the generator. And as he does that, all the lights come on outside. He's got big floodlights. So all the family again are scattering and making painful noises. Like they've just had hot water poured over them. And that guy ends, Neville's coming up in the lift. And Lisa, like, the door opens. And Neville sort of stumbles out as if he's a zombie. I don't know why. But then he straightens up. And you got to remember that other guys from the family's coming into the room at some point. And Neville can see from the elevator to the window, you can see. And he comes in. And he just... He doesn't even see it get down. He just lifts up his machine gun and just blasts this guy. And Lisa drops down at this point. She doesn't get hit with the bullets, but he just it's like he just turns in an instant into this killer. And that guy ends up fucking falling out the window, bouncing off the sandbags and just dying on a spike. And then I kinda of thought, Charles and Charles Heston is actually cold as fuck in this. I didn't really a couple of times I watched it and then watched it recently last night. He's not He's a proper man's man, Charles Heston. I'll give it now. That's old school. That's like stuff I kind of miss in films now. Like the Clint Eastwood and stuff. It's it's just normal bloke. Probably worked out a little bit gym wise. You see him jogging earlier on, but you kind of just like you say, just. He plays it subtly, like he's he's laughing and carrying on, and he's just got that big smile. But then in that scene, he just he fucking turns in an instant, and it's and he's still in the zone, and then he kind of snaps out of it, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Lisa." You're like, "Fuck me, are you just as bad as them?" Obviously, he's had to build his tolerance over the years of being by himself and not knowing to trust. Is he gonna say anyone ever again? Probably not. So, yeah, then they, they end up, that's when they end up sleeping together, and then the next day they realise the young kid, who's called Richie, is now normal again, he's cured, he's immune. So the adults decide, John uh, Heston, at least Sarah and Dutch, they decide that they're going to move somewhere else in the country, where there's nothing there, there's... The brand new river, everything. There was 
sort of getting the aspect of no one had been everything was going to be brand new we'll start we'll start again and so lisa goes away uh, she goes do a bit shopping and you know neville warns her he just says you know be careful she's like i can handle myself that type of stuff richie the young kid that got the vaccination turns to neville and basically chastises him it's like this guy just fucking saved your life and now you're going to play the martyr so he says that he's going to go and talk to the family John Liston just he he tells him just do not do it do not do it this kid's just arrogant I'll do it alright okay so he heads off um, on his little scooter like it cuts it seems to cut instantly from day to night and then you see him go off and then as he goes off you see Lisa again and she's she's done shopping you see her come back she's shopping she's walking back to Neville's place it's at night which I always found weird she's she knows for a fact to do at night time and she's just walking about the street now it's pitch black and she sees the family in the distance with like pitchforks I'm saying pitchforks it wasn't it was torches and that like flame torches and then it cuts back to her again from behind her hair's suddenly all grey and she's her skin's grey and she's got those contact lenses the way I had yellow eyes and now obviously the disease is just succumbed to the disease the virus and then she essentially ends up joining the family but at that same point the F- Richie when Richie goes to see the family in the fucking it looks like city hall it's absolutely desolate there's no fuck around this kid's probably 13 14 he should be shitting his pants but he doesn't seem to be he just seems to be arrogant as fuck and he sits, sits down we're meeting with Matthias he's like come on let's let's be friends and Neville can make you a cure and my face just snaps he's angry he's pissed off don't want to be cured we don't need to be cured <laughs> and then that it seems the scene cuts then they find out later on that Richie has had his throat cut in a timely demise of his own doing well I don't have any sympathy you're trying to be a small little bastard when you're dealing with things that you can't handle, that has got no sympathy. For for a character, make your own choice, and the stupid choice it was. So Neville ends up surrounded in his apartment by the family because he comes, he comes, he goes looking for Richie. That's what it is. He goes looking for Richie. He finds Richie dead, and he comes back, thinking, "Oh, Lisa, I'll be there." And he he has, he's like, "Oh, Lisa, oh, Lisa," and he's like, "The lights are not working." He turns the lights on. And then the fucking family are standing there with Lisa. And he sees Isaiah, oh no. She's all changed. And they get a hold of Neville. In Neville's apartment, he's got everything. Like, you know, lovely paintings. He's got top of the range. Everything you can want. In that, in that time. He's got a rack full of guns. He's expensive. Everything, really, he's got a lot of 
you know, expensive alcohol, loads of food, um, price, priceless ornaments and antiques. And the family just all smash it and rip it apart. And what you get from the family is that basically anything that came before them, they don't want. Don't want to know. It's gone. Erase your history. All your arts, literature, anything like that, gone. Because Neville earlier on even comments to himself, what's it this, what's it this time? The public library or another art gallery or the museum of science where they must just literally be smashing everything like that and they don't like it that Neville's a scientist and Neville he he end up he ends up getting escaped getting out of it because uh, Lisa kind of helps him because she's still torn sort of thing she's still in the middle so he's outside, John Leston gets outside and Matthias actually throws a spear and it uh, impales John Leston right through the chest. And you see this little blood pissing out and he's standing in the fountain in the middle of the square and suddenly the fountain is fucking blood red. It's like, well, how the fuck did that happen? It was literally only some water, now it's blood red. But hey, it works to effect. And then, what, what happens from there? Well, they end up leaving. Fucking off, they've killed Neville. And Lisa's, Lisa's, like, Lisa was there when it happened. She, and then she's like, saying that, oh, I, I, I deliber- I've tricked you and stuff, and this, that, and the other. I was like, well, bitch, you just told him five minutes ago, get out of the fucking place. Maybe we should got him off five minutes ago to kill him. Comes the next morning, Dutch turns up with the kids, and Lisa is actually lying down, still alive. So they end up taking her, and John Essen is still alive, just for a little bit, just so you can hand Dutch the, the he's got a big vial of the antidote, and he takes it, and then Dutch leaves with the kids, and. Literally, the final shot is John Heston, like, sort of, like, his arms out, lying in the fountain with a spear on him in blood. Kind of like Jesus Christ. And then the film ends. So, it's it's not as action-orientated as I Am Legend. I haven't seen The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price. I would like to check that out. It's black and white, um, just to see if that is more the horror side. Because this one, I think, it does. They're not vampires. They're not trying to make them into a vampire. They, they don't have teeth. They just kill people, and they're a society. Really, they're just like, but they live during the night. The graphic novel, how he ends, he gets killed. They just sort of lock him up, and then they're gonna kill him, public execution, because he realizes like I'm the last one, and I'm a threat to them. I killed them during the day, and they try to kill me during. But no, I really, I really like this movie. Um, 
sort of a product of its time, but I feel it holds up well. I mean, you gotta forget about the makeup. That's the era, the seventies, very early seventies, as a matter of fact. The acting is, but for like I say, I knocked, I did knock Lisa's character because I said she was stereotypical of a black female then. But I just believe it's a, it's, it's not even a long film. It's just under ninety minutes. There's no, I don't know. I think Iron Legend is a lot of effect. There's no substance. You're just dealing with mindless creatures, which isn't really a good. It's good. I mean, if you're doing a zombie film and you got zombies, zombies are always there, but it's always the humans that are fighting amongst each other. They're the real villains. The zombies are just kind of like, hello, we want to eat you. Whereas this, the antagonists are basically just humans, just operate differently. And it makes makes for a good movie. Um, I know a lot of people probably never seen it, or if they have, probably think it might be a bit hokey. I don't think that. I mean, Charles Heston, fuck me, must have been peak of his powers, because earlier, what do you mean earlier, man, for Planets of the Apes? Planet of the Apes? Which I fucking love. The original is fucking great. But endings, I mean, I mean fuck now, the two of them. Planet of the Apes, obviously, is more well-known as a... Just more generally well-known, the end with the Statue of Liberty. But this, I mean, there's no happy endings, is it? It's kind of like, fuck now, the hero gets it. But, ah, this, this film, fuck. I do enjoy these kind of films. I like little niche. I didn't look at how well it was, did when it was out, released... I just kind of like the sound of it, Omega Man, and then I just first time I watched it, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, if you're into like apocalyptic futures and dystopia, it's definitely, definitely worth watching. It's one of the first ones as well. I might add, it probably wasn't much like this when that came out. I obviously, mean there was horror and all that type of thing, but. For someone to be dealing with being the last person on Earth. I mean, The Walking Dead, it's kind of like that, isn't it? The last people on Earth, everyone's a fucking zombie. They even made a TV series, The Last Man on Earth. But they were more... Not The Walking Dead, but the previous two I just mentioned were more, like, sort of... Were they comedies? That kind of thing? I know one of them was. I just feel stuff like that. It's it's a lot of slow. It's I think, I think it's tense at times. It's eerie. Question, what would you do if you were the last person on Earth? Yeah, a rocky brain. Everyone's must have thought. I mean, can you imagine? Now, just look out your window or wherever you are. Just going out in your street. There's no one around. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what else. It's not this film, but I find really fucking eerie. It's the start of George Romero's Day of the Dead. Where the guy landing in the helicopter and he's shouting, Hello, is anyone there? On the microphone, and then the music. Dum dum, dum dum, dum dum, dum dum, dum dum. just, I just find that really fucking eerie. And then the whole city comes alive with zombies coming out of every doorway and anywhere they are. And it's just, it's really that. You just imagine walking to your the city centre, wherever you may live, any time of the day, and there's fucking no one there. Just say Saturday, p 
peak time, middle of the day, and there's not a fucking soul. Can you imagine that? That's what I like about it. That's what I, I know I'm legend is New York City, and you see him driving around playing golf, all this type of shit. But I just don't, I don't find it scary. Whereas, like, these people are calling your name at your window every night, and they know where you are. You could be, you could move and be anywhere in the city. They'd find you, and they're just going to hound you every night until you're dead. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the endings are pretty similar to I Am Legend on the Omega Man. The uh, main protagonist uh, being killed or I Am Legend sacrificing himself. So, yeah, if, you, if you're into that type of thing, look it up, watch a trailer and just see what you think. It's easy. Find anything, it'll kill 90 minutes. And I guarantee you've seen a lot worse. No doubt about that. I just think it's a cool little flick that probably a lot of people haven't seen. Maybe we'll still need to check out The Last Man on Earth. Just something. But I just find this a better movie. Yes, it doesn't have the budget of I Am Legend. I just think Charlton S, he's not playing that bad. He's just a fucking man trying to survive. Like we all probably would. Dealing with the insanity of it all. I don't think a lot of films would have covered it. Not age. You've got a plethora of films and TV shows like this now. But I just think it's... It's fresh. Fresh, definitely. Yes. Uh, I think that's probably all I'm going to talk about on the Omega Man. Uh, hopefully, it gets interested. That's what these retro ones are. I'm hoping delving a bit more. Talk about the ones not like, not like everyone knows that you haven't that you've seen, but also ones that a lot of people haven't seen. So, originally I said I was going to talk about The Running Man. Well, Amazon took the piss, didn't they? I said it was going to be... They took the money on... Well, the money was processing on Friday. It was dispatched on all day Friday afternoon. All, all day Saturday. All day Sunday. Released it was Monday and it just said dispatching soon but then it had in stock for next day delivery it was telling me delivery date was going to be Saturday so I cancelled my order ordered it today for delivery tomorrow so I don't know if that'll be my next review anyways to be honest I'm kind of glad I went with the Omega Man it's different Next film I'm going to see, cinema-wise, is going to be Toy Story 4. Uh, and then the week after that will be Spider-Man Far From Home. But before that will be another movie in between. Not sure if I'm going to do a review on Toy Story 4. Possibly. I might do a retrospect all the way up to brief briefly to number four yeah so pretty much that's it I think oh uh, it was John Cotton as the thing it was uh, birthday yesterday so it's one of my favourite movies of all time to be honest I fucking love it and yes at some point I will do a Retro perspective review on that. But until then, yeah, uh, thanks for listening where you are. Uh, I, I sound a bit more confident. I know for a fact, in myself, I do. 
and hopefully I'm getting there. Uh, build on my little listening group. Uh, everyone's got to start somewhere. I've, I think I've had people listening as far as New Jersey, which is cool. Uh, it's weird to think that someone is listening to me in New Jersey, which is really cool. Yeah. Hope everything, everyone has a good weekend, or whatever it is you listen to this. Uh, hope everything is good. Hope to see you again soon. And yeah, check back in soon. I'll try and have some new content every week. Like you say, if this kills some time for an hour or a day, half an hour to an hour, that'll do me. Right, I'm Paul. You've been awesome. Thank you very much. Cheers.